Hello and welcome to the Let's Get Mental podcast. Today um, I'll be hosting um, this podcast. My name's Alicia and today's episode uh, will be based on mental health stigma and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Archie. Hello there. Tim. Hello there. And Jack. Hi. Um, Right so why um, are we doing a podcast around stigma and why do we think it's important to discuss mental health stigma. Um, well, I like personally, I believe, you know, discussing mental health stigma is important because, you know, it has an effect on an individual's sort of um, ability to sort of get better, the support that they'll receive. And I just think it's a massive sort of factor in people like not seeking help and not talking about things that are going on for them I don't know what you guys think in in terms of why mental health stigma is important to talk about and tackle uh, I mean I I, I think uh, stigma is obviously very important to talk about I think it's awareness as well because obviously uh, stigma in a sense I think is when people you know judge you without you know knowing you obviously and when they when they hear a certain name of a mental illness they obviously completely jump to a conclusion of what that person might be like i think uh, and that and i think that's what this you know stigma's about it's about obviously you hear you hear a word and you're like oh that person's going to be acting this way and i and i don't know you know the reasons for that or i don't understand it but all i know is that they're acting that way and it's inappropriate or you know in, in that okay. sense i guess it's sort of a negative judgment isn't it so i think um, according to you know sort of a dictionary term it's you know a social judgment of an individual in terms of mental health and that would be due to symptoms of a mental illness and a label such as having a mental illness um so yeah what has anyone else got any sort of like you know thoughts on why it's important to discuss mental health stigma yeah um it's important to to talk about stigma simply to get rid of it <laughs> yeah definitely it, it, it's 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 simply not needed and for me um well, my observations is that stigma exists because a lot of people don't understand and that's how that's how stigma starts because they don't understand um or are not willing to to to, to even learn a little bit about about mental health um so i think if you break down stigma um yeah. and and ed- ed- educate um those that uh, people will turn around and go oh yeah actually yeah stigma is a bit is a, is a bit unnecessary and actually, actually <laughs> you know if you explain it in layman's terms it's, you know mental health problems are not, are not that are not that uh, complicated yeah yeah i think it's important that you mentioned it's important to educate individuals because i believe that stigma is a product of people not being educated as to what mental health is really like. And often the substitute is stigma, which is often based on um, other like prejudices or core yeah. beliefs rather than knowledge about mental health conditions. Yeah, I guess it's people sort of having them stereotypes and, you know, thinking negatively of someone simply because they're struggling with their mental health well if, if you're not educated on it i can understand where some people come on on that front i mean it's it's one of these things where it's like well if people don't know about it how are they meant to 
uh well as i say how how they're meant to you know give a fair judgment or a sort of you know understand it and i think obviously that's something we're going to later discuss in this podcast but obviously uh you know i can understand why some people have a stigma around mental health because they didn't understand it i think i i I, i'm open to say that i might be one of those people when i when i was um when I when I didn't know much about mental health because it's one of, especially when you're at a younger age you don't you don't learn about these things and I and I mm-hmm. and I know many other people many parents as well who who have a stigma about mental health and don't think it's you know a, you know a real thing and they just think it's uh you know it, it, oh you know the, the the child or the the put the young person is just acting funny you know it's it's mm-hmm. not it's not a mental illness in that sense yeah definitely I think the impact of it can be so like lasting and really detrimental I think to an individual you know in some circumstances it does really exacerbate an individual symptom so you know it could increase that if if someone's struggling with low mood and then they have to deal with stigma on top of that causing them to become more lonely and you know I just really think it's really important that we just discuss it and tackle it as much as possible. Um. I don't know if any of you guys want to share any sort of personal experience in regard to stigma. Um, you know, has anyone felt stigmatised due to having a mental health diagnosis or no, like know of anyone um, that, you know, has felt stigmatised because of their mental health? Well, personally, um, I can actually say that I've experienced stigma mainly for my anxiety and depression diagnosis because... I think it's important to note how far services have come in the past mm. decade or so. Because for me, um, the peak of the stigma for me, I'd say, was during early, early like secondary school, high school, around year nine. Um, I remember that all the adults, all the teachers, all the parents, that they'd say things like, oh, you have to bite the bullet and get on with things. Um, it doesn't matter mm. that you're feeling a bit anxious or stressed. Like it's normal, everyone feels that way. Um, it doesn't matter that you're feeling kind of like really drained and like you can't do anything with your depression. Everyone feels that sometimes and they're like, yeah, I think the key term that I remembered from that was the key way of them making sense of it was you have to bite the bullet and get on with things. Um, mm. And looking back, I think that's actually quite a shocking viewpoint on it. Yeah, like, do you remember how you felt at that time hearing people say stuff like that? Um, I felt really conflicted at myself, to be fair, because on the one hand, I felt like um, I felt I must I must be really weak. Like everyone else seems to be getting along a bit fine. Everyone else is telling me to, oh, just bite the bullet, get on with things. So why can't I do that? But on the other hand, I, I felt a bit angry at them at the same time because I thought um, I wish it feels like they don't understand me. And it also feels like I don't understand myself. And I think with stigma, it actually draws you away from the real meaning behind these mental health conditions. And it attaches these false labels to them, which are a product of other people trying to make sense of these conditions. Yeah, and I think you can only, with hindsight now, looking back, see what that what that meant. But I think it, in the moment, it's really difficult to try and, you know, make sense of why people don't understand. I think for, just to say for me, I think it, it's not really my personal experience, but obviously it was more 
a it was more for my mum that I noticed uh, that had a bit of a like not a stigma on her because I think uh, put it just make it simpler when I was younger I was quite a troublemaker I was quite you know I was quite naughty I, I, I was messing around I and I, I did things that were quite abnormal uh, as a as a younger child I you know I, I as I say I showed traits uh, of autism and my mum got a lot a lot of backlash from you know friends well not friends anymore let me say that right now but uh you know when at the time these were friends of hers uh saying that she was you know being a bad parent and she wasn't uh you know disciplining the child you know the child properly and stuff like that and she was like obviously you know this is my son i'll, I'll be you know to, you know bring him up how i like obviously in that sense and obviously this this person that was giving her grief about the child you know not behaving and stuff like that uh didn't didn't clearly understand and still to this day doesn't understand mental you know mental health and obviously some children can act the way they they do because of mental health but the funny thing is since obviously me growing up and being older now and obviously being a lot more mature than that than when i was in when i was younger um mm -hmm. my mum now when she does her job of uh you know or when she was when she was doing uh, her general practice when a mother comes in with a with an autistic child now and obviously they're they're running around or you know around her you know consultation room she can actually sit down and talk to them face to face and actually really understand them and the mum the mum would go to her oh you know how are you doing that you know he doesn't let anybody talk you know talk to him like that or anything like that and my mum would go oh well you know my son acted just this way when he was younger you know and sort of thing like that and in it's almost like you know if people just realized and as i say educated a little bit more especially i don't think it's just young people as well that need educating it's adults as well that are definitely a group of people that need to be educated on you know the stigma of mental health and i just i think this and obviously there's still some individuals out there who just won't accept it yeah it's interesting you say it's not just children it's adults because i think even older adults like the older older generation hold some of the most stigmatizing views around mental health um so i think it's everyone it's is there yeah. any i just want to ask alicia is, is there any for yourself you know any personal experiences that you've you've got um so personally i think i found i think coming from sort of a minority background as well um stigma i think so i sort of studied stigma at undergraduate level as well looking at sort of south asian background and stigma so that's like my personal experience and i think I just found it to be like, so we have stigma and then within certain cultures that stigma is like on a different scale. So like times 10, um, it's not spoken about, it's not real. So if you go to certain cultures, you know, they don't even believe that mental health is a thing, you know. And I think that really, really stops people from seeking help. So in my personal sort of experience with like family members and friends who have been through mental health difficulties, um people will just say oh you know um they're just attention seeking um that you know just throw around labels um name calling um a lot of bullying with it or you know just strike that person out of the family or friendship group because of the way they seem to be acting or behaving so i think the stigma that still holds in some cultures is still really concerning so yeah, that's my sort of take on stigma from from that sort of perspective. I think. It's, just, it's Tim. Anything? <laughs> um, fairly recent times, actually. I know you men mentioned autism earlier. I actually was diagnosed with uh, autism spectrum disorder, ASD, in December 2017. 
and in that same year i did have actually someone at work who 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 did uh stigmatize my condition um it, i mean i was having a really difficult day and the, the person training me on this particular task um i wasn't doing so well and i explained i explained uh, why um uh, you know i wasn't doing so well and and uh, explained in you know in the simplest possible form um you know autism um and he and he, the person training me um told me quote you just need to snap out of it to which i replied i can't do that that's impossible um and that that comes from that comes from a, a, a lack of a lack of uh, understanding and also and also just uh, assumption and i explained it as simply as possible but um even that is unfortunately not enough for some people which is uh, quite a shame and you just think in this sort of day and age, like 2020, like, you know, that people wouldn't have those mm. opinions. Yeah, yeah, we have access to so much information now, thanks to the internet. If you if you want mm. to look up something, bang, it's there. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is, it, is, it is quite sad that, uh, that, that stigma still exists. And the hope, and I think this is collectively shared with all of us, is that mm. as, as, the, as time goes on, um, stig stigma stigma will reduce, especially as we also learn more and more about the brain because um, we're, we're learning each, each day. Um, so mm, definitely, I think sort of has anyone found that stigma has that not only had an impact on them but also people around them. Um, for example, I think with myself, you know. Um, if someone has a mental health difficulty that then impacts on the rest of the family in terms of, you know, people um, struggling to, you know, meet like other, do you know how you have like uh, friends or family who have such stigmatising attitudes that it actually has an impact on not just the individual, but the whole sort of dynamic. I think, uh, well, for for for, uh, for me, I think uh, I, I I definitely think there's it, it can affect the the family without a doubt. Like yeah. I think, I, I think uh, like especially how people can judge how you're dealing with somebody with with mental health as well. Like even if if they're acknowledged of it, they may think the way that you're. I think because I say especially with you know with obviously there's loads of different mental health conditions, but as I say, some people may have may you know have a stigma of what's better for that person, and maybe that you're mm -hmm. not you know you're not doing what's best for them. I, I've seen this with with uh, with uh, with people. I think I know somebody who has a son who who's who's left school and uh, he you know he and the father can just not accept this like he doesn't understand you know he's like oh you know but you know he's you know he's at school you know what's wrong with him you know there's nothing wrong and obviously he doesn't understand or have any idea about um about the you know the mental health of his child and obviously you know his friends look at him and think well what are you doing wrong and obviously he gets bad advice from them so i, I can definitely understand that like it can affect friends and family without a doubt mm -hmm. Um, in terms of myself, um, I can agree it definitely does affect the friends and family dynamic because with my friends, um, I, well, I pretty much lost all my friends um, when I was first diagnosed with anxiety and depression back in year nine because um, I dropped out of school for that year and resultingly um, I kind of lost contact with everyone um, because obviously I wasn't seen, they weren't seeing me and like we all moved on really so i guess 
lost contact with all of my friends back then. Um, in terms of family, I think it can drive a wedge in your family, like in between certain family members, because for me at least, some of my family like tried to be understanding and help, even if it wasn't helpful at the time when I didn't understand my condition. They did, they did make an effort and try, whereas others would argue and be like, oh, he's, he's not going to get anywhere, he's, he's not doing anything kind of thing, he's not going to school. So I think some some family members and friends for that matter can be more um, understanding, more patient than others when it comes to your mental health condition. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that sort of like brings you around to talking about sort of if someone does have a diagnosis, um, do you, do you believe that sort of certain diagnoses carry more stigma than others and people are more afraid to talk about or um, be sort of in close contact with someone with a certain diagnosis? So so personally, you know, um, dealing with somebody who has either like schizophrenia, bipolar or personality disorders, um, people, per, my personal experience is that people are usually more st- have more stigmatizing attitudes to them sort of diagnosis whereas if someone's dealing with like depression or anxiety people can try to understand that and be a bit more understanding don't know what anyone's like sort of experiences or opinions are on that yeah I I actually vaguely remember I can't remember what study it was but I vaguely remember reading a study where members of the public were asked about what their perception of bad mental health was and most of them um, would say, oh, seeing things, hearing things, which can actually come under like diagnosis of schizophrenia, psychosis especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's possibly why there's more stigmatising attitudes towards conditions such as schizophrenia when um, they're hallucinating, for instance. Um, more people would probably define them, um, quote, as crazy based on some of the opinions I've heard from the public before. Yeah. What about you, Archie, do you think? Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm just a tad little bit lost. Just, do you mind just repeating the question? The <laughs> no, question? that's fine, so I was just saying. So like, personally, you know, I've um, dealt with people, like had either family or friends who have dealt with diagnosis such as like schizophrenia or bipolar. And I found people's attitudes to be a, more stigmatizing, more like people are more afraid, like think that they're violent, scary, um, and just find it really hard to understand the fact that somebody hears voices. Uh, whereas if someone's got depression, you know, they can have a bit more empathy. Oh, uh, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I yeah. without oh, without a doubt, I think uh, and it, I, I think it's not just friends and family. It's just in general people. And I, and especially, like you said, especially people, because when, 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 when you think of depression, you hear someone saying, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm obviously depression isn't just, I'm sad. It's obviously a lot more than that. But when you, when, but in broader terms, when you hear, oh, someone's sad, you can think, oh, why are you upset? You know, what, you know, you know, how can we make you feel better? Obviously, that's not how you, you would help someone with depression. That's, that's, you know, madness when you say it like that. But on the flip side, when you look at something like schizophrenia, God, dyslexic here, uh, can't even say the damn word, but, um, like when you hear someone you know when you say oh this person hears voices in their head you think whoa what what like you know you get this very sort of like well that's 
a bit weird and i think it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't help as well that obviously you i mean i understand their movies but you have movies that sort of show people with multiple personalities you know people hearing voices in their heads and obviously and, and these and these movies usually take violence and stuff like that and obviously you get people get a stigma and a perception of what these sort of conditions are when obviously that's far from the truth and i can and so mm. i can completely understand why people find it hard to be empathetic towards these sort of people yeah, I guess it, it's not relatable to people. And that's why I think in order to have empathy, you need to have an understanding. And it's much more, it's easier, I guess, to have an understanding of depression because, you know, all of us will have an understanding of what it's like to have some sort of low mood. Hmm. Um, whereas not every, no, not everybody hears voices. So yeah, I guess it's difficult to, yeah. And um, what about you, Tim? It's, yeah, it's perhaps the more complex um, disorders that maybe people have st stigmatised more. The ones like schizophrenia, the ones that are like uh, that sound complex. But mm. um, what people forget, although the, uh, these conditions like schizophrenia are a bit like, are less common than depression, um, they are still one hundred percent treatable. And people often forget that, like no one's stuck schizophrenic forever. It might be for some time, but not forever. And that it is totally one hundred percent treatable. Think things like yeah. uh, schizophrenia, and also, um, I mean, I've been unfortunately suffering from obsessive compulsive disorder (OCD) the last eighteen months, and that is that is almost stigmatised in a way because a lot of people think that is just wanting things in the right order for the sake of it, <laughs> but it's not like that at all. Wanting yeah. things in the right order just because it looks pretty is just it's just a desire for, for preference. <laughs> yeah, for preference, and you just want yeah. you know you like the aesthetic of having something in 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 a certain order. Um, but things like OCD are as there is serious anxiety disorder, but a treatable uh, disorder and never mm. permanent. Yeah, definitely. I think going back to what even Archie was saying about. Uh, like if you look at like things like platforms like Netflix, um, movies, TV programs, even the news to an extent, you know, um, will sort of sh shed these sort of um, diagnoses in a bad light. I think what you were saying about like especially about the news because when you hear about criminals or something like that you know it turns out my, one of them has a mental illness uh, mental um, yeah. mental illness you know that you know like I say hearing voices in the head and then you get that sort of idea like oh my god you know people who hear voices turn out like that like you know and then and then obviously it, it, you know that that sparks fear and obviously people and then, then that stigma isn't exactly, it exactly exactly I think I think on Netflix there's like so many documentaries about like killers with like mental health problems and like people who have done this that and the other because they were schizophrenic or because they were bipolar and it's just yeah people watch them because they find them interesting but then it adds to this stigma that we're trying to challenge and eradicate I mean, I, I can't, in a sense, I, I, I see it from that perspective as well, because obviously, you know, they're putting two and two together in that sense. They, they see it as a correlation, don't they? They see, well, X amount of criminals have this mental illness, you know, therefore people who have this mental illness are more likely to do these sort of things. And that's and that's where this that logic comes from. But obviously, there's so many factors that you can that you, they're, they're probably not taking into consideration. Uh, when it comes to that and that's obviously the part that they don't tell people they just say this person had a mental illness and did these crimes when actually the fact it could have been many many different things that could have that could have led up to that mm. 
Oh, is it? Yep. We're still okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I just think, yeah. So like even films, books, everything um, may encourage these stereotypes. And I think they have also have a part to play. Well, it's it's also education. That's that's the other thing. I mean, if you're if, as I say, if you're not educated on these things from a younger from a, I mean, because as I say, our generation obviously are are are, are much better because we we've learned about these things and we're we're you know we're we're sort of you know putting it out there. We're we're saying that you know about these stigmas and we're 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 trying to get you know educate people about it. But obviously, you know, adults you know the you know unless they've actually gone out and looked and actually tried to educate themselves they won't know about these things and probably the f- the first thing they they they'll probably learn is probably from a movie or tv show or something like that and I say obviously that's why it's you know it'd be great obviously if we could educate you know p- younger in school i mean as i say they don't have subjects in school about this sort of stuff do they i mean the closest thing you're going to get to this is pshe day if you if you have that <laughs> and i mean and that and that and that's and then and that's one what one day of like every term or something and and that's that's not going to be enough and most children won't remember that so as i say mm-hmm. I, I i think it's important that we get you know you get to people at a young age and obviously try to educate on them but then obviously there's the argument about like oh when's the best time to educate them and you know how do we go about doing it and how do we go about explaining mental health to uh to a younger generation and obviously these are the problems you have to look at okay. yeah i think that brings us around perfectly to sort of looking at how can we improve things and one of the main things is education so for like personally we have we have physical education you know everyone does PE in school so why we don't have mental health education as a specific subject I don't know um has anyone got any thoughts yeah um being a psychology graduate I'm a little bit biased on this subject but I personally (laughs) believe that psychology should be implemented into one the core sciences because you have biology already and you taught about human physical health so I don't see a reason why schools shouldn't also teach about mental health and implement that into the curriculum. Um, and also, I think that it's their duty to teach the younger generations about mental health as well as physical health. So they're informed about it, unlike the old generation, stereotypically. Um, and furthermore, um, I think, going back to that previous point about schizophrenia and bipolar, perhaps, being more stigmatized um it's because this mental health isn't taught and also i actually believe that professionals have partially failed in their duty to inform the public um even on a research level because contemporary research suggests that both schizophrenia and bipolar might be more of a kind of like a spectrum condition than we um, originally believed especially schizophrenia because um, when a lot of people listen to or hear about schizophrenia, that they just imagine hearing voices when actually uh, it's way more broad than that um, from a professionally informed perspective. And um, it can actually also have physical symptoms such as, say, um, a frigid posture in catatonic schizophrenia, for instance. Just to, sorry, just to just to back off what Jack was just saying there, because I, I I really liked what you were saying, especially the part about how it should be in school about um, you know, you say we do biology, we learn about the human anatomy, we learn about the physical traits of the body. Why aren't we learning about the mental uh, 
traits as well i think that's a really good point i was just curious about the part you said obviously you talk about educating the public i think i think it's uh important just to ask you know how 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 do how would we go about doing that like what would you say is the best way of doing that well i think honestly the best way is to obviously implement it into the curriculum in schools because that way you'll be teaching the younger generations i do think it could be quite hard to do it to the public in general although um i think probably the easiest way of just to just just be like giving it more exposure more publicity and like through the media but from a more accurate and informed perspective like documentaries about mental health conditions like the reality of it rather than all this hollywood stuff that's as you mentioned before um a more accurate viewpoint about what it is like about everyday lives rather than say criminals with mental health conditions because not everyone that has say schizophrenia or bipolar will commit a crime you're probably fine it's a, it's a really small percentage as well which is the other thing as i say when, when they show that all criminals have these mental illnesses it's probably like what five percent of people that or even less than that of what people of people that have these conditions i mean it is a say there's that's the stigma for you definitely have you got anything to add tim in terms of how what do you think we could do to you know educate people around these conditions jack um basic psychology should be in the curriculum um <laughs> because although the human body is its own system the brain is its own system so you've got a system within a system and um uh, you know when, when people learn the ba even even something small um they will uh that when when someone is when you know someone is much more well informed that they're, they're they're less they are less they, they are less likely to assume wrong um and, and also uh, on a broader perspective maybe uh, in the media maybe more um documentaries on like, in, like interesting and engaging documentaries on on on, thing, on things like psychology yeah definitely uh, that explain things like bipolar, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, etc. But they explain it in in a engaging and interesting way, so that it it sticks in people's in in people's minds, so that they so when they maybe when they have a uh, when the viewer has a friend who's schizophrenic, they can go ah they're they're, they're schizophrenic because this is happening in their head, and then they also you know then there's no stigma they can then support people better and what we want what i think we all want to do is re is, re is replace stigma with support and and uh, so everyone can everyone can support each other especially in, in times like these yeah definitely do you think that sort of mental health professionals or mental health services could do more to help eradicate stigma um just the question. I don't know if they can or if they can't, but you know, just just something I was thinking about. That's a very difficult question to answer. He asked mm. uh, Come back to me on that one. <laughs> I just I just want to say, like, uh, off what Tim was saying there, and obviously about and what Jack was saying about obviously educating in schools. I think because it, it, it's a good question about you know why don't we do this already? You know, because it's like you know mm. we know that mental health and you know illnesses are obviously a thing. So why aren't we educating? And I think this is obviously it, obviously like I say, it must come down to the curriculum of maybe perhaps mm. some parents or some group of people who don't want their children or the younger generations to know about these things. And I mean, I can see it from both sides because I think there's an art, there's a there's an 
obviously there's the argument of like you know it's good for them they should learn at a young age they should learn about these things when they get you know you know you know so that when they're older they're more informed and stuff like that but i think some parents obviously i, I you know are, are worried about their kids sort of acting upon it and sort of claiming that they're oh i'm i have this mental illness so i can't i don't have to do this or i you know i have this so you know you can't make me do that and it, it's to say when teenagers kids they they some of them you know will take advantage of this i'm not saying no in no way saying that all of them will do it and i still think the curriculum should definitely have uh talk about the psychology and you know mental health and stuff like that i think i'm just curious in my own mind why it hasn't been done already and i'm trying to piece together in my in my mind why you know why and that's the only thing i can think of is that some parents don't want their kids to learn about it yeah so we're fine for more oh sorry no i was gonna say we're fine for um... more political change then aren't we really (laughs) (laughs) you raised an interesting point there when you mentioned that about um some teenagers could or some young people anyone that means actually could actually um abuse that um that label um because even though it's important to know what mental health condition you have it's also important to remember that professionals are the only ones that can actually diagnose you with that condition very true so yeah you it's it's possible that you might have that condition say if you notice that you have these symptoms but it's also important to teach um these younger generations say if it would be taught in schools that um to be careful with attaching a label um unless you're 100 certain that you have it because um you might go around saying you have um schizophrenia when in reality it could be something else um which is just as pressing no i i, I mean i completely agree with that like i i i as i say like diagnosis obviously is the important part there obviously like i say i i guess i was more referring to people you know just you know people you know trying to just trying to just mess with their teachers or stuff like that but as i say like in actual terms no i, I completely agree with what you're saying there does anyone sort of it's interesting that you brought up like the term diagnosis does anyone think having a specific diagnosis makes you more vulnerable to being stigmatized um oh i mean without without a doubt like it's it's i mean i mean if you have a if you have a diagnosis then you know then there's a label above your head you know mm-hmm. you know there's always it's, it's going to be something isn't it i mean if you're diagnosed with a mental illness there's going to be a word attached to that and obviously you know you don't have to talk obviously i imagine most people want to keep it quiet and don't want to talk about it but obviously if you do mention it you might bring it out and say oh i actually have this you know this is why i i feel uncomfortable doing this or i have to you know maybe step outside because of my anxiety or something like that you know that's why you get that sort of stigma because obviously you've been diagnosed with a word and obviously people have a stigma around what that word could mean I think even after you've been diagnosed, um, there can actually be a stigma in what you label your condition as. Because um, I know with autism especially, um, autism spectrum disorder is actually a very new um, term for that diagnosis because only recently was it kind of labelled as a spectrum. Um, Whereas beforehand, it was kind of seen as high-functioning, low-functioning autism. I'm not saying everyone does, but some people will still prefer to label themselves and say, like, oh, I have Asperger's rather than I have autism spectrum disorder. I personally prefer the term Asperger's. I'm just going to say that. 
just that's <laughs> that's but i'm not stigmatizing myself i just prefer to call it that that's just personal preference yeah. rather than call it autism spectrum disorder or asd because you know saying oh i've got autism spectrum disorder is a mouthful try something that <laughs> um so it's just it's just a word for you it's not about the, yeah it, it, yeah, yeah it, it just it doesn't the word doesn't have any other connotations i just call it asperger's because that's well one as i've always known it and secondly i just that's what i pre that's what i pre prefer to to call it but jack is right autism is a is, is in particular is and i know from being on the spectrum it is it's it's a very very wide spectrum and no two autistic people are are the same and just going to a diagnosis uh, yes um technically yes i i am more vulnerable to st stigma as i found out but at the end of the day i don't i, I mean i don't care if someone, if i don't care what other people think of my diagnosis i simply pursued a diagnosis to get answers so but i know not everyone has that um the same attitude that i do so yeah definitely so i think we've sort of covered like how we can eradicate stigma through sort of education mostly uh, within schools colleges even university um but starting off in schools and i think that then comes down to sort of pushing the government to do something in order to change these curriculums yeah, I, I, I mean, I personally, I, I, as I say, I wouldn't know where to start. As I say, like what from Jack was saying, I think changing the curriculum is obviously the best, the best idea. How you know, I don't know if it would start with a petition or because obviously changing the school curriculum is obviously quite a big thing. Because we've, I mean, for generations now, it's been English, math, and the maths and the free sciences are your core subjects. You know, you learn them. They, you know, they, they are the things you have to learn. So would it be? a section of biology that they would be added onto that or would it be its own subject the curriculum as a whole is overdue for an overhaul anyway true <laughs> it, 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 it needs ripping up and starting again <laughs> um, yeah. i agree on that um and you can add basic psychology uh even not even include it in biology actually have it as its own entity um because i think it is that important especially as we don't as, as we as we yes as, as i said we are learning uh, more about the brain every day but get this we know more about outer space you know distant galaxies and that than we do inner oh, space uh... that is required to understand outer space which is just madness <laughs> i guess i'm just curious to know with what would like let, let i mean let's say we did it wasn't like going to be its full-blown subject let's say it was going to be something more a bit basic and it wasn't even a g it was uh, it was under g let's just put it underneath gcse level so let's say you're learning this in year seven year eight what things would be key to get in this subject i mean what would, what would be the best things to teach the younger generation because obviously psychology is huge you could go on forever talking about that with young kids and you, so you obviously want to boil it down to certain things i'm just curious to know what we would think the most the more important things to get across to a younger generation would be i would say anxiety because that's a problem i think more more and more people are facing especially in in, in 2020 but also because we've had we're, human beings have had anxiety built into them for so long um uh you know like the organ that causes uh or part of the brain that causes um and jack correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure it's the amygdala oh yeah <laughs> yeah it is the, the little walnut shaped thing that's that is responsible for yeah. hell and i <laughs> think through that you can sort of challenge the stigma so people have an understanding it's not you know these people aren't acting in this way you know it's a thing that everybody can 
sort of like experience at one point in their life and yeah let's just hope that we get it into the sort of um, curriculum sometime soon well that's the department for education (laughs) (laughs) well as i say i think um I, i i think young when it comes to curriculums i think i mean obviously i don't want to get on the school because we're going to be on that forever but i mean i, I mean just i think it should be it, it, when you're young it should be broad it should be trying to get it to make you learn about as many things as possible we shouldn't be narrowing it down to subjects in my opinion it should be more of a much narrow uh, you know broader scale when it comes to you know getting so showing young you know kids you know loads of different things obviously so they get more interested in whatever they want to do and then instead of having to say like oh you have to do the free sciences or whatever but still i as i say i think psychology should definitely be part of that that core you know and well just learning about mental health should definitely be in there somewhere and not and not just one pshe day <laughs> definitely not not one assembly a year about <laughs> mental health <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> That's what I remember from being. Oh no, yeah, no, I think I think you're right on that. Definitely, it's like the one assembly. Yeah. Has anyone got sort of any last sort of comments before we sort of close up around you know mental stigma that we haven't covered? What about educating the public, um, especially children in the future? I think mm. what should be focused on is not necessarily the biology of these conditions. It's like. Not, not necessarily the neurology specific, but um, more in particular signposting people about mental health services and also educating them on the symptoms of each condition and also normalising it. That should be a, a third point. Um, um, perhaps giving statistics and saying, oh, um, lots of people experience, say, depression or like schizophrenia is... Um, experienced by people and there is treatment for it rather than just giving them these first impressions through these netflix adaptions i think for me it would be more just uh, as i said obviously education is really important but i think it's kind of like we need we just need to we need to obviously just let people know and explain to people that the you know these that what what they might hear about a mental illness is not necessarily isn't always true if they get it from the wrong source and and that's obviously uh you know the problem is that there's so you know there's so many things obviously like you say netflix and books and magazines and whatever it may be you know you know somebody might read something about a mental illness and then that will be stuck in their mind and they will have that you know that that's how they they'll believe that that's what that word means or that mental illness is and then obviously they when they hear that somebody's got this condition then they might then they obviously think of that straight away they don't obviously think about the repercussions of it and obviously what you know what that word actually is and obviously like autism again the spectrum obviously and and such like that so as i say education in terms of what we could do i i personally really don't know other than obviously education at a younger age for adults i think i don't want to i don't want to say like adults are too late i think there are some there were some parents though that i would say that i feel like definitely need to have their eyes opened a little bit and really actually learn about mental illness because um, because I, I know there's some out there who would just refuse to accept this they will not accept mental illnesses they they think obviously it's a it's a myth you know physical illness is the only only what you can see with your eyes is you know is considered you know an illness or something like that and that and and obviously they still have that mindset but there are some people that you won't be able to change but as i say like i say younger generation is where you should focus 
Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I think like um, Jack was saying, I think sort of focusing on um, eradicating the stigma in a way. So if we did it with schools, I think I'm focusing on like specific groups. So I know right now there's three of you guys, but usually like men in general will have more stigma than women. Um, there's certain like cultural groups that will have more stigma. So focusing specifically on those sorts of groups so they're not left behind. And so that those people, you know, um, in years to come aren't still showing the same sort of attitudes as we're seeing today. Anyone else got sort of any sort of last comments? Yeah, I would just encourage them? encourage um, everyone to learn just a little, just a little bit, just a little bit about men, uh, mental health and 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 the brain, and uh, also um, to never assume, never assume, um, particularly if someone's going through a hard time. Listen, from personal experience, if, if I'm going through a hard time, I don't want someone to assume what I, what what. Uh, my problem is and start stigmatizing and say say the wrong things you know often i just want them to listen um but yeah never 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 assume because it leads to it leads to stigma and that's that's never good i know how you're feeling tim that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, that's what i mean like you know when people say that to you like oh i know how you're feeling you know sort of like, thing like yeah, that yeah but, but like no you don't know how i'm feeling <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know well I think that's like a perfect way to like finish off um there was like a quote that I seen and it just said that um it was a fact a statistic in fact that said one in four of us will experience a mental health difficulty at one point in our life and therefore it's important we all have an awareness understanding and a supportive attitude I thought it was quite nice we'll, we'll <laughs> just just like how we will always encounter a some form of physical health problem we yeah exactly because the two at the end of the day go hand in hand uh it's all part it's all part of the human body yeah so i just thought that was a nice way to sort of to end things and you know and hopefully even if um it takes a while the hopefully the next generation come through with better attitudes um and a better supportive attitude towards their peers and people around them um, and if that's if anyone's got no other sort of last comments, then yeah, then that's our podcast on stigma um, done. I guess we'll probably end up doing another one because it is such a broad area. Um, and I want to thank you guys for joining me on on today's podcast. Thank you very um, much. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Um, and yeah, so if I hope this has been helpful for anyone watching listening in fact um and yeah followers if you want some more sort of information um on our socials that will probably be underneath in a little box um and yeah thank you again for listening yeah that we can we can we can leave it there that's that's fine that's that's perfect alicia really well done i'm I, 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 thought, I thought i thought that was really good i'll just add on that so.